When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Sporting Goss with Tim Gossage. 18 degrees in the city right now. Hello, if you're listening on SEN Spirit 621 down there in Bunbury Town. Great to have you on board at three past ten. Big show coming up. We hit the target yesterday with a guess who. We're going to do it again thanks to Gage Rhodes. First hint in a moment. Chris Clafunas is the producer to the stars on this glorious blue sky Wednesday. Good morning. Good morning. I like how you say that. What do you mean? Producer to the stars. Well, there's only two of us. I was going to say it's yeah, a bit it's of head me. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of uh, the other bloke, mm. I saw him this morning. Did you? Yeah. How's he going? Yes. Hey, well, he's hard at it for Wednesday because uh, he doesn't do anything. Um, <laughs> but he was at the uh, he was at Malagrano again. Uh, oh, just, lovely! Yeah, he just nice stopped off in the um, Rolls Royce and um, <laughs> had his uh, had Annie with him, and then I saw his delightful wife and one of their other children walking. All the Gilchrists. Yeah, well, not quite all, but uh, Most of parge them. of the tribe. <laughs> so uh, yeah, he's looking forward to um, Friday show. I said, "What are you bringing to the table?" He said, "Not much." Oh yeah. Just, my presence is uh, <laughs> is enough. <laughs> All that is required. Hey, did you watch the Hall of Fame last night? The, and don't can, just so we can clarify one thing: it is not the AFL Hall of Fame. No, it is the Australian, Australian Football, Football League Hall of Fame. Is that yeah. right? Is that right? Is it Australian football? Oh, I haven't known. I thought it was. Hang on, <laughs> hang on. Now I might have given you one. Little that, wouldn't that just be the AFL? <laughs> Hall of no, Fame? hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Just wait. Hang on, hang on. Okay, I'm waiting. What have I done? I've plenty coming up on the show today. Yeah, Goss. <laughs> <laughs> Why have I done that? Australian Football Hall of Fame. Australian Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, Take away the league. Yeah, yeah. I didn't need yeah. mean to say league. Sorry, I was trying to be smart. I mean, I blew <laughs> yeah, up in my face. <laughs> right in my face. It was really good viewing last night. I really mm. enjoyed it. That's good. I'm glad. Yeah, Robert Wiley was inducted, and our male is he's known since March. Right, because really? Of, because of COVID. It's been constantly moved. Oh, wow. So he's just been keeping his powder dry, just waiting. You sit on something like that. That's You that's ever wild. sat on anything for that long? Over, over, and it was like if someone tells you a, a secret, yeah. have you ever sat on it? No one tells me secrets because they know I can't sit on them <laughs> for too long. So, no. Are you a gossiper? No, no, I don't think, I don't think so. I don't really. I just don't really care too much, I, to be I, honest, I'm about gossip and someone says something secrets. and I go, look. I'm not meant to say anything, but I'm just desperate for someone to <laughs> don't know. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> no, I I generally don't really care. So if someone tells me something, I generally forget anyway because I'm not too fussed about yeah. gossip and secrets and whatnot. No, me neither. Hey. <laughs> no, sure. sure. Hey. <laughs> yeah, you got your ticket. Gozlotto. Hey. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Alrighty. Bling, bling, ching, ching. Love that. Two numbers. Good numbers. Last night. 
No. This no, we're not going today. We're not making it again today. There's no syndicate today. Oh, yeah, it's Wednesday, not Thursday. Getting ahead of myself. Oh, no, it's last night's It's last night's. Two numbers. Two numbers. <laughs> what does that get you? <laughs> bagels. Diddly Scott nothing. Not even. Hey, Can't even afford a bagel. Don't laugh, mate. <laughs> Sorry. There's no point laughing. You're right. Next, tomorrow... Tomorrow's the day. Because you weren't in the syndicate. It's because you didn't go to the... Uh, well, to my local... Your local lucky shop. Exactly. exactly. Tomorrow, though. <sighs> yeah. We're on it. My accountant is ringing me. That's not a good <laughs> sign. That's not a good sign. <laughs> Stop spending all your money on oh. lotto tickets. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got coming up on the show? So we'll chat to Rob Wiley if he picks up his phone shortly. Yeah, That'll come be great. on, Rob. The Australian Football Hall of Fame last night. He was inducted... Very nice words from Mick Malthouse. Yeah, and I thought Dean Cox spoke beautifully about Chris Judd as well. Mm. And I texted Coxie and I said, mate, spoke really, really well. Um, And he said, thank you. Um, It was easy because he's such a great product and great subject. Easy to talk about him. Uh, Georgie Parker, GP, she's on fire today. She's been sending me through bits and pieces. that She's keen to chat about with you. Making up for Monday where she sent nothing. (laughs) She was, I think understandably, just... You know, sometimes it's going to get to you a little bit if you're in Melbourne with all the lockdowns and the restrictions that are constantly coming into play. So what do you and do? You just, maybe just spit, throw the toys out of the cot, do you, and just do nothing? Yeah, why not? No, no, you don't. You lift. You lift. Time of the, they had good numbers, uh, better numbers today, 41. That is that is better. Way better. Unfortunately for New South Wales, 900 plus, as we heard with Celeste in the news at the top of the Yeah, day. that's not great. That's not great at all. What do you reckon is going to be in the sport at 10.30? Uh... <laughs> Keep, keep going. Keep going. Brayshaw, Hammer, the Eagles waffle yes. captain. Looking forward to uh, you catching up with him because he always hey, brings the goods. I think Rob Wiley's calling. That looks like Rob's number. I might go get him. Well, we'll just take a break. We'll get the break out of the way. Uh, we'll go to the break hearing from Mick Malthouse talking about Rob Wiley. Rob Wiley will join us next. This is Sporting Goss. Rob Wiley next. There's a bond there that... You always know that you're part of that Richmond 1980 Premiership side. Get the Premiership medal to be able to grasp and hang on to and say, well, how did we do it? And this is the group we did it with. I think Francis Burke, Emma Dunn, myself, are probably the only ones that never got near the goals to kick one because we kicked a fair few that day. I remember the long left-foot goal he kicks. Wiley gets it back, left half forward, 50 metres out. Oh, what a kick! You don't achieve a great deal with talent alone. You need to have the other uh, asset going for you, and that is your your capability of working hard. It's in the pocket, picked up by Wally, stepped in towards goals, and that gets Wally's fifth goal. I think he would be that proud that he's been able to become a Hall of Famer. And deep down, he would be so wrapped for Marcia and the girls. Yes, he worked hard for himself, he did it a lot for his family. Thirteen past ten on a glorious day. It's currently eighteen degrees, heading for a top of twenty-five. Might be jackets off today. Last night was great viewing, wasn't it, on Fox when the Australian Football Hall of Fame inducted four new names and a couple of names. And a couple of legends as well. And one name that came across so well last night is a great man of WA football, and that is Rob Wiley. And he's been kind enough to join us on Sporting Goss. Congratulations, mate. It's thoroughly deserved, and you've been sitting on it for a while. 
Thanks, Goss, and thanks for having me on your program. Well, yes and no. I mean, as I said, it's, it's a tough assignment, isn't it, being on the committee of a Hall of Fame and who do you induct? Uh, I knew that I was proud of what I had achieved, but, you know, you never can assume anything. And so when this year came along and I got the, the call up, well, mate, I was just over the moon and uh, and, and so wrapped and, and happy for a lot of people that have helped me along the way, uh, particularly my, my family who have been there every step of the way. So, no, it was very special, boss, and uh, appreciate uh, all the wishes that have come through uh, since then, mate. It's been just amazing support, and that's just typical of our footy community, isn't it? they just it uh, there for you all the time. It certainly is. And so this is just another, I don't know what more there is to tick, uh, to be brutally honest with you, Rob. And it's not sort of, I don't think Hall of Fame is anything you set out to achieve, but it comes with the back of the career. But your time at Perth, Richmond, West Coast, your state games, your premierships, your best from Ferris, your All-Australians, your leading goal kickers, your Perth team of the century, your captain coaching, your East Randall coaching, your WAFL Hall of Fame, number one ticket holder at the West Coast Eagles. Is this the full stop, do you think, in regards to there's not much more to achieve in the, in the Rob Wiley footy journey? Uh, well, I'm sure there's always plenty more to achieve. Uh, I'm still involved with Christchurch football, uh, Christchurch Grammar School, and it'd be nice for them to, to win an Elko Cup. They haven't won one since 1977, Tim. So nothing, uh, you can ever say stop because it's uh, it's fatal. But, you know, I, I think that this has just been an amazing uh, accolade um, to be alongside some of the names that are already there. Uh, it's just incredible um, to be named on the same night that I've had so much time and love for. And Chris Judd added a little bit of special uh, special taste to it, I suppose, Tim. But yeah, certainly, I, I think it's the highlight of uh, recognition of what you've achieved. There's no doubt about that. And Big Merv being uh, legend status. I mean, a great, another Perth great. That was fantastic as well. Yeah, yeah, well, mate, you know, big move. I, unfortunately, I was, he was a bit before my time, Tim. I didn't quite see him, but, uh, and also being a big West Perth supporter, you know, I didn't quite like Perth, but <laughs> I lived in the Manning, I lived in the Manning area, and who else, who went to the Manning Junior Primary School were the McIntoshes. So Merv's children went. I, I was in the same year as Jill McIntosh who became, obviously, the Australian netball coach. So mm-hmm. we had a lot to do with the McIntoshes. Never saw Big Merv play, but uh, an amazing man, always humble and always very polite. So uh, for him to be elevated, just a, a huge bonus for the Perth Football Club. And, uh, yeah, we, we were very lucky. You know, we were both part of a, a very successful club. So, uh, no, it was, it was excellent. Rob, one of the, the, the parts of your football journey that rings true for me on a visual sense was the day the Eagles played in the 92 grand final and they'd linked arms and you're in the middle of that group talking to the playing group. I don't know what was being said and you probably have never shared it publicly. Or I'm not exactly sure how it went, but can you remember Can you remember that and was it was it designed for you to rev them up and can you share the tone of what was being said? Uh, that's 20, what, 28 years ago, 29 <laughs> years ago. I can't remember what I did yesterday or what I said yesterday, Tim. <laughs> uh, listen, mate, it was, uh, when, when Mick came and, uh, he was given the Eagles job and he said, I want you to be your assistant. And I said, well, I can't because I'd actually just gone into a news agency, uh, Tim over in, in a new suburb called Forest Lakes. And so 
So, you know, in the end, he said, I'm not coming all this way if you don't help me. So he said, be my runner. You don't know, have to come to training once and then travel. And, uh, you know, and, and as it turned out, I loved the running side of things. Mm. It was You were still out there amongst it. I got my <laughs> shirt ripped off. I got <laughs> fined for being in a melee. I got this famous mother, Tim, uh, in the, the drawn 90 uh, final with Collingwood out at Waverley. In these days, it's an automatic free kick. Uh, when it hits the runner. Uh, so my running days was fantastic. And part of that was to, to do the warm-up, which, you know, now it's all to the sports science guys. So, um, yeah, so that was part of the warm-up. And it was really just purely to to say how strong we are as 20 players. Uh, you know, they had to lean back and trust each other and trust and strength get you through. So it was basically, you know, mm. words around that that uh, was said. So uh, they didn't have to say much to that group. We were pretty talented. Uh, they were an amazing group to work with and, uh, you know, they got their just resort rewards. I remember a very brief coaching stint at Subiaco Colts, Rob, and you were the uh, in charge of uh, overseeing the, the mm. coaching of WA of WA clubs and, and Waffle Clubs and Colts coaches and stuff coming through. I remember you sitting in the box one day. We played, I think it was Swan Districts at Leaderville Oval. <laughs> we yep. were getting our pants pulled well. down. We were getting pulled down and you were sitting up in the sitting up in the bleachers. We were 12 goals down at half time. We put the names on the magnet and I was trying to be nice about it. <laughs> and I lost my rag completely, Rob. Um, is that one of your highlights? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, it is. It's, I can still remember it, Timmy. I can still remember. I can still remember a training session you ran. You said, I want to run this new drill. And it didn't go to plan. And you were all flustered. But, you know, as I said to you, well, sometimes it's a good drill. You just have to rejig it a little bit and make a few changes and ask the players what they think. And that's all about working with people, isn't it? But uh, no, you were on your best behaviour, mate. I, I can't, couldn't believe people would say that. You go off your... Uh, you go off your trolley, but you were you were well behaved, and uh, I, I, mate, I've been down that pathway too. So we all coaches uh, experience that, mate. But uh, no, look, it was a that was a really pleasurable time of my football too. Working for three and a half years for the Footy Commission and going out and working with coaches, and um, yeah, you know, it's always nice to be able to uh, give back a little bit of knowledge. Mm. It wasn't me trying to tell them what to do because coaching is about you getting the best out of your players, you can do it in many different ways, mate. So uh, I was just challenging you on a few things. And, I was uh, very much appreciated. Anyway, look, at, look back now. You, you know, you've had a great coaching career. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Two years. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't last long. Hey, Rob, I'm going to look at, I'm, I'm going to rattle off the clubs. I, I say this in the nicest possible way. Perth, Richmond, West Coast, Carlton, East Tremantle, and we'll leave Christchurch out of it for a brief moment. Which one of those clubs is flying at the moment? Ah, well, you're a very funny bloke. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just bringing you down to earth. Mate, um, just, just, Uh, you are the number one ticket holder at West Coast. And I know that's an honour that isn't given to everyone. I know you're incredibly proud of that. It was a frustrating year for West Coast and we know what they're capable of doing. Um, From an outsider looking in without sort of knowing what you know, what went wrong, do you think? Oh, would you? You know, how how long is a piece of string? There are many things that went mm. wrong. Um, and it's not for me because sometimes it's easy from the outside mm. to comment. But, I, I, you know, I think everyone realises that, you know, how we won a flag in 2018, how West Coast won a flag in 2018 doesn't hold up to how to win a flag in 2021 
in 2022 and going forward. So I know Adam's a, an amazing coach. He's done an incredible job. Him and his uh, assistants will work it out. They'll, they'll rejig. And it's very hard to rejig your game plan during the course of the year, Tim, um, particularly when you have a lot of personnel that get injured, and particularly your main personnel. And, you know, they're out for a long time and to, to be able to come back and... and uh, slip into, you know, how they were, the standards they had before. So they need to rejig their, their game plan. They need to have a look at, you know, obviously there's it's an ageing group and, you know, who do they keep and who do they say, well, maybe, you know, it's time to hang up the boots. And that that's a really tough decision. But mm. I'm just glad I'm not in part of that now, mate. I don't have to make those decisions. You know? <laughs> no, but just go along. It's such an amazing club, West Coast. You know, you know Tim, you, you know, you're... you're involved in it too they're an amazing club they have amazing leadership um didn't go fantastically this year they'll turn it around and i have no doubt it'll be turned around very quickly no doubt now you came back from victoria after your time at richmond uh after what was that four years i think at the tigers 79 to 83 five years adam chair is going the other way Adam Chera's going the other way. Can you understand why Adam Chera, uh, and you know, a young, he's, he's only 21, and he's keen to, to get back to Victoria. It's tough on WA clubs, especially in this COVID crazy world, to recruit youngsters who are restricted in seeing their families. Or are you a little bit disappointed that he's decided to go when Fremantle mm. on the verge of some good things? Yeah, well, they were very impressive. I thought they did a great job, Fremantle, this year. Um, it's, it's a really tough question. You asked Chris Chard. He didn't want to come to it. He did not want to come to West Coast. As an 18-year-old being drafted, he did not want to come to West Coast. And he said, I'll, I'll, I'll come, but I won't be staying long. Well, he stayed seven years, I think, uh, Tim, you know. The, the the lure of the family is something, he, you know, it's, it's hard to... Um, it, it, it's hard to put into, you know, sort of being... But, you know, the money side of things now, you know, that's completely changed from when I played um, you know so that can't even come into the equation also but look you know he's obviously got you know Lockie Neal I thought well, why does Lockie Neal want to leave Fremantle you know but he's mm-hmm. obviously gone to brighter pastures and you don't know whether it's going to be greener on the other side but you've got to make the right decisions and I don't know what Adam's decisions were um, I only hope it's for the right decisions uh, because yeah it'd be disappointing when you look back and see Fremantle going really well in, in the years to come. But for young men, it's, it's a tough decision. Um, I always like, you know, I always sort of base my decisions, uh, you know, I mean, I went from Perth, you know, in those days it was a form four, so I could, I chose where I went, uh, whereas some of these young men don't choose where they, they go to, Tim, so again, they're completely different. Um, but, you know, I, I thought after five years at Richmond, I, I wanted to finish my career back in the West. Uh, where it all started, and at the same time, my wife got sick, so it was probably, you know, uh, a, a good decision in the end because she could have the support of a, a family. But um, yeah, look, it's tough, and I, I don't hold people. But, you know, they talk about loyalty. I think you, as long as you're loyal and you give it your best shot whilst you're there, and you leave no stone unturned to um, to be the best player you can at your club at that time. Well, you know, it's a it's a new world, Tim, and we've just got to move on and uh, you know accept it. And as I said, as long as the club knows that they've done everything too, then what more can you do? Very true. Two more for you. Who wins the flag from here? You've got eight. We're down to eight. We don't know where the games are being played. It does look like the grand final will be in WA, if not South Australia, but probably for the sixty thousand strong. As long as we keep COVID safe, uh, who wins the flag from here? 
God, isn't it so open, Tim? Oh. I mean, I did a tipping competition this year with my grandson, Wyatt. He said, come on, Pop. We, and I, I hate tipping because it just puts me off watching you. I get too invested, <laughs> Tim. So I don't think we did very well this year. We, I reckon we had an 80% uh, strike rate of not getting the Friday night winner, you know, so it was always off to a bad start. But, you know, I keep sort of thinking Melbourne can't continue on and Melbourne this. Uh, gee, they just keep going they've got a pretty even side they've got a great ruck uh, battery they've got some exciting forwards and a very very good defensive and you asked Mick Malthouse who I have a, obviously a lot of time for build your game around defence and if you can defend then you've got a great chance of winning so mm. with that you, you probably have to say Melbourne um, but I've always thought Geelong if they can get all their players up and about then they've got to be uh, right in there amongst it also. But um, we can only hope that the grand final comes here because mm. our stadium is amazing. The spectacle they put on for the Dreamtime game, I'm sure if you had any common sense, you'd say it's a no-brainer. Let's get it to the West. 100%. Would the number one ticket holder for West Coast get a seat? Hall of Famer? Hall of Famer now. Hall of Famer now. You might be tossing the coin. Yeah. <laughs> I got my fingers. I got my fingers crossed, mate. <laughs> uh, hey, good on you! Congratulations. Yeah, well Thanks done. Congratulations. It was great viewing last night. I love seeing Mick. Uh, I love Coxie talking about Juddy the way he did. Yeah, it was Coxie a, spoke really yeah, well. Didn't didn't he? Yeah, didn't he ever? I agree. Didn't he ever? It was uh, wonderful. It was wonderful viewing and thoroughly deserved, mate. Congratulations to you and the family. I know it's a, a big family thing for you, mate. We'll see you around the footy club. And, and thanks for joining us today, Sporting Goss. Good on you, mate. Love it. Thank you, yes, Rob Wiley. Fantastic. Just got a great ring to it. Australian Football Hall of Fame. One of the true stars. How's this for a resume? 179 games, 415 goals for Perth. 95 games for Richmond, 127 goals. 18 games for West Coast, 24 goals. 14 games for WA, two for Victoria. Three premierships, two with Perth in 76 and 77 and a premiership in 1980 with Richmond. Eight times fairest and best for Perth, 74, 75, 76, 77, 78, 84, 85, 86. Two-time All-Australian, two-time leading goal kicker, captain of Perth, Perth team of the century, Perth captain coach, Perth coach, East Shermantle coach, Waffle Hall of Fame, Perth Hall of Fame, Eagles number one ticket holder, and now Australian Football Hall of Fame. Well played, Rob Wiley. After the 10.30 news... We've got half an hour for you to get your laughing gear around the Hall of Fame. Well, I like to call it the Hall of Fame. Guess who? Yesterday that was Andrew Wills. Today, another one. Who is it? Get ready. Write the number down, 0487 736 736. Guess who hints are next? And a wonderful Gage Road slab of Albie on the way. It's 10.30. Twenty-eight away from eleven. What a pretty sad day for the uh, entertainment industry. Charlie, gone. Gonskis. Yeah, the drummer. Too soon. Yeah, it's very sad news. The uh, the drummer of the Rolling Stones. Did you ever see the Rolling Stones? Did you I'm, go? I went to their concert at the entertainment know. centre. The one that was delayed when uh, Mick's partner died suddenly. Okay. I don't recall that one. But no, I haven't, unfortunately. One of my favourite bands, but was never able to go and see them. Um, 
Because I, I love everything they do. Yeah. Every song, just listening to a few this morning, yeah. they're all A-grade bangers. Yeah. Charlie Watts uh, passed away aged 80 years of age. Um, Rob Wiley was good. Rob Wiley was great. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Had a good laugh. Yeah. Good memories. Yeah. He did leave out some information in regards to my coaching day. So, so what happened was yeah. I was coaching, right? Yeah. And Rob was uh, the overseeing the coaches. Sure. And he followed me training, and then he sat in the box on game day. We we're getting thumped by Swans. Mm. We had Daniel Rich, but they had Rance, Jetta, Nat Nui, Banfield, Yaron. They had the lot. Uh, handy. Oh, pretty cr- handy. Like, handy crew. Garlet. Anyway, there were twelve goals in front of the half time. We were, we, but we were in the contention. We were a contender, um, and I was trying to be nice because Rob was there. I was trying to be calm, and I put the names up on the board, and we just rejigged it around with the coaching staff, and just, everyone sat in. Come and sit down, boys. And I talked to them nice and quietly, mm. and I was because Robbie was out the corner of my eye. I could see him. And I thought I'm just going to maintain. Didn't want to lose your rag. No. No. Oh, one of the greats is watching on. Correct. And, you know, he was going to report back about, you know, behaviours of coaches and stuff. Yeah. If he hadn't been there, what would it have been a different story? No, it story, didn't matter if he was there because I absolutely went off my trolley <laughs> and I smashed the board and all the magnets went everywhere and I absolutely ripped them to shreds, called them every name under the sun <laughs> and they all went out there and we won the second half and he said to me, see, there is a place for a good rev up. Yeah. Probably don't need the expletives, <laughs> as many expletives, but it was a silent room. But uh, anyway, we had a bit of fun. Oh, Robbie, uh, I learned a lot from Rob. Um, Very funny. In regards to, to life in general. Hey, you know how successful um, Guess Who was yesterday? It was a massive, massive hit. So we're going to try it again today because when you're on a good thing, as uh, John Laws used to say. Yeah, run it into the ground. No, he didn't oh, say that. He didn't say that. He had famous, when you're on a good thing, stick to it. Ah. More team. I think it was more team. Was, yeah, it, okay. was it mobile? Okay. Anyway, was it oil? When you're on a good thing, stick to it. Anyway, John Laws was the voice of that. Ah. Uh, so we're going to stick to it. Yeah. And run it into the ground. We'll do both. Well, just for the second day, thanks to the wonderful team at Gage Rose, because before the staff drink all the Albi, they are beer. complete alcoholics here. So there's no, a they're big not. chance. Hey, that. hey, that is, get him to HR. <laughs> you can't be saying that. Look at them. They're outraged. <laughs> They're outraged. You can tell, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm glad you said it. <laughs> anyway, I'm rattling off some hints. 0487 736 736. I think it was before your time. Oh, look at that. All the production. <laughs> Come to the next level. 0487 736 736. Who am I? Guess who? Okay. I'm a two-club player. I was leading goal kicker in one year. Peter says, drink wise. Very true, Peter. Very, very good point. I think, right. I think that's official. I think that's come from management. <laughs> I think something you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Always drink wise. Yeah. Make sure you have a plan. How do you reckon you went, your outburst just about two minutes ago about the staff here? How, what do you and mean? their social habits. Yeah. Would you like to retract that? No, not at all. <laughs> I stand by what I said. Two club player, leading goal kicker for one year. I played one game on in my debut season, and in my last season of AFL football, I played just two games. Hmm. 
I kicked seven goals in a game and got two Brownlow votes. At my second club, my first game was against my first club. Okay, yep. They are the hints. Two club player, one-time leading goal kicker, mate, played one game on debut in my debut season, mm-hmm. two games at my other club in my only other my second club. Mm-hmm. I kicked seven in a game and got two Brownlow votes. And at my second club, my first game was against my first club. Zero four eight seven seven three six seven three six. I've given you all the hints. There's no more. I was going to say that was a. I'm pretty generous today. On the king. large amount of hints. Yeah, that's um, that's tricky. I've got absolutely no idea. Well, Hammer Brayshaw, who loves a guess who or who am I, yeah. and he does that on the Eagles podcast. I'm going to put it I to re- him. Yeah. Two club player, uh. leading goal kicker with one of those at one year. I played one game in my debut season and in my last year I only played two games. I kicked seven in a game and got two Brownlow votes. And my first game. Only two Brownlow votes with seven his goals. Entire, and, he's, and that was the only Brownlow votes he got for the entire career. Two in that one game he got two Brownlow votes for kicking mm-hmm. seven goals. Correct. It's stiff. Yeah. <laughs> I would have thought. Yeah, well, someone must have done some Kicked good things. <laughs> and at my second club, my first game was against my first club. First club. Okay. Good hints. They're, they're good hints. Very good. Get to it, family. 0487-736-736. Brad says, is it Daniel Metropolis? Thank you, Alex. Good guess. Mm, yeah, it was a very good guess, Metro. He's a fireman now. Is he? Yeah, good fella too. One of the all-time good fellas, Metro. Do you want the hints one more time before we go to break? I think we've had plenty of uh, plenty of hints. Well, your dad hasn't helped you. I've got no idea. I know. Well, yeah, well, that's in general. <laughs> two two clubs. <laughs> two clubs. I was a leading goal kicker one year at one of the clubs. So not for the season in the uh, competition. Yeah, just for the club. No, just for the club. I was leading okay. goal kicker. I was my club's leading goal kicker. Club's leading goal kicker. Club's leading goal kicker. Played one game in my debut season, two games in my last season. I kicked seven goals in one game and got two Brownlow votes, which are the only two Brownlow votes I ever got. And at my second club, of which I only played two games, my first game was against my first club. Yeah. <laughs> and so that second, yeah, yeah okay, so the second club, he only, well, he only played one season there. Well, he only played two games. And he only had played two games in his final season. Correct. Therefore, That's one right. season at that club, two games. Yeah. Yeah. Two games at the second club. Two games at the second club. Which was his last year. Last year. And his first 40. game was against his first club. At that second club. Correct. Yeah. And at the second club, where he only played two games, where his first game at the second club was against the first club. Yeah. He only played one game for the first club in the first year. Yeah, that's right. 20 away from 11. <laughs> Get to it. Thanks to Gage Rhodes. I reckon I've stuffed you all today. Charlie Watts passed away, 80. Gavin says Daniel Metropolis. No, Gav. Not Daniel Metropolis, take two. Let's take a break. As we pay tribute to the Rolling Stones, late drummer Charlie Watts, who passed away, aged 80.
Rolling Stones, we pay tribute after the death of Charlie Watts, the drummer aged 80 years of age. Memories keep flooding back. Peter Vlahos is out there. He just loved the Stones. He went to the Stones concert at RAC Arena, which uh, I went to as well. Hey, Calvin, you're in Australia, and thank you for texting 0487736736. Calvin from Australia says it was Mitch Clark. No, it was not Calvin. That's not who we're seeking. Stu Ryan from Bunbury says, was it Paul Pios? Poodoo. Two clubs. Two clubs. Leading goal kicker for one year at a club. This is AFL. One game in my debut year. Two games in my final year. On one occasion, I kicked seven goals in a game and I got two Brownlow votes. The only Brownlow votes I got. And at my second club, my first game was against my first club. Who am I? Not Mitch Clark. Not Paul Pios, not Daniel Metropolis, and don't forget, always drink wise. Georgie Parker joins us as she always does on a Wednesday. Georgie, good morning or good afternoon where you are. Good morning, good afternoon. I'm now going to be thinking about that question that Mm. you've got going on. I'm not going to Mm. be able to answer any of your questions because I want to figure out who that is. Mm. It's a a good one. I don't think think you'll get it. I don't think so either, but you just wait. I'm going to. Do some research. Okay. Chip away. All you like. <laughs> 0487736736. Hey, Georgie, I, 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 we're speaking to a, a gentleman who has given up golf and is throwing his clubs away and putting them on, has put them on Gumtree after a failed weekend of golf. He's got a huge story to tell. We're Not chatting uncommon. with him, Simon of Netherlands. A bit of a debacle golf story coming from Victorian golfer Lucas Herbert. Yeah, he's, uh, he's just you, – you think – but this isn't possible. I've done a few dumb things with airports in my time, but old Lucas Herbert, he's a massive tra- travel fail. He's ended up literally in the wrong city, wrong state. He And he didn't even realise until he was checking in to get, I don't know how, checking in to get a rental car. And he's like, hang on, oh, this doesn't seem right. And pulls it, <laughs> pulls it up on his maps and goes, I'm in the wrong Columbia. <laughs> What? He's Columbus, sorry. So he was meant to go over there to, uh, he had to get to Idaho or somewhere and yeah. Ohio, and he's literally gone to the wrong, with book flights to Columbus, Georgia, rather than Columbus, Ohio. How can you get on the wrong plane? Because he was obviously, obviously going to play in a tournament somewhere. He wouldn't have gone on his own. He would have had his caddy and his trainer yeah. with him as well. So there's three of them sitting on a plane. They've plane. got off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> says here, we got on the plane, which wasn't very big, and there weren't a lot of people on it. We walked into the airport when we landed and we're thinking, this is not the terminal we flew into last oh, time. So they no. thought, thought that, oh, maybe there's multiple ter- terminals. Have you, um, have you had any then, sporting disasters similar? Well, I actually, I do a few things. I get times of my flights wrong all the time, things like that. Mm. I actually, on my first ever AFLW trip, was going up to Brisbane. Yeah. I was driving down. I got there early. I never get anywhere early, Goss. <laughs> and I get there early and I'm like, oh, about to get into the parking. I just had this thought, do you know what? Do you know what you didn't bring, Georgie? Your bag. I did not bring Oh, no. <laughs> so I got to the airport without my travel bag. And then I remember I put it by the front door earlier that night as so I wouldn't forget it. <laughs> and so I, <laughs> I walked past it. And the funniest thing is 
the funny thing is I walked past it, go to the car, get in the car, and then I go, oh, do you know what, Georgie? You've forgotten your jumper. Drove back home, went inside, got my jumper out of my room, walked straight back, back past the bag again by my front door. And then drove all the way to the airport. Um, but then, do you know what? Karma always gets me. Uh, I just must be a great person. I've got everything I own, the boomerang, it always comes back. Um, but the plane was delayed. So I ended up being able to go home, come back, Heavens put above my plane woman. and steal. <laughs> Things work out. But honestly, I thought that was bad. I've not booked my trip to the wrong airport. In the wrong state in America. A young a young boy who at the time was uh, playing Subiaco Colts and Scott Waters, who went on to coach St Kilda and Subiaco's league team, was the Colts coach, and I was his assistant coach. And a young boy was all he got his jumper and his boots, and he put it all on, and he was sitting in the change rooms. We were playing Swan Districts of Bassendine, and Nick Nat knew he was playing his first Colts game in the same game. And we were all sitting there, and I looked out, and we looked at the board, and we looked out in the group, and. Uh, the young man who was all dressed up and been given a jumper and his socks for his uh, Colts debut and his family was sitting yeah. up in the stand. Well, he wasn't in the team, but no one had told him. Oh, no. He was the emergency. Oh. And so I said oh, to Scott, no. has anyone told Whitey that he's not playing? Oh, no. And he goes, Scott said, uh, well, you're the assistant coach. That's your job. No. So I had to go out and tell the young man that he actually wasn't playing and that we'd had one too many, and he had to take the jumper off and hand it back to the property steward. Oh, no. I know. Did you know. How was the guilt there? He went on to play about 80 AFL games for Carlton. <laughs> yeah. Simon you, White you, is you know, his probably, name. Simon White. Probably your reason. Probably because of you. You sparked something inside of him, God. Yeah. Adam Chera, going home to Victoria. He is, and often is the way. I mean, I'm from Adelaide, and it's often the way that that it goes down. That you can invest as much time in as you want, and you hope for a little bit more time than this. I guess he's pretty young still, um, but it was it was always probably going to be on the agenda. It's a bit like Paddy Dangerfield for the Crows. He was always going to go back. It's just a matter of when. Um, and like I said, it's maybe a little bit earlier than you probably hoped or expected for him. But you called it a couple of years ago, <laughs> didn't you? I, I did. I did. I did. Well, well, it was a, a tongue in cheek. I, I, I broke my um, my Twitter ban uh, just to um, just to rile a few Frio fans. Um, so I, I, <laughs> I, I basically put it out there that I'd said this in 2018 that he was going to go back to Victoria, and everyone said, "Oh, he signed a deal after that." Yeah, well, I know, but still, I was ahead of the curve. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Frio fans didn't take uh, take too kindly to it. But so, look, um, good luck to him. Uh, we, we, I'm going to chat with Hamish Brayshaw, who's who obviously came across here to try apply his trade, played the one game for West Coast, and is still at West Coast Wobble. But his brother Andrew, who's mates with Chero, and they came through together, and are basically two peas um, two peas in a pod. Um, it'll be get, uh, interesting to get his reaction as well. Trade time is an ugly time, though, isn't it? It is a really ugly oh. time. There's names being thrown around. We're hearing this morning that Luke Dunstan, who has played every game between rounds 11 and 22 at St Kilda, and actually was a pretty good player, has been told by St Kilda he's not being offered a contract. What? It, yep. Yeah. It, it, it's a weird time for these athletes. It's a really um, anxious time for them. But the thing is, even if you are on contract, 
it's still an anxious time because mm. your name gets drawn through the mud of trying to fill spots and particularly for clubs that aren't so good at managing their list. You think of Collingwood's debacle and how last year went with multiple of those players who are still in contract leaving. Um, so it's an ugly time, but it's even it's not even just from the clubs itself. It's from supporters who then get angry at players and angry at clubs and oh he's not worth this much and a lot of a lot of things get said online. We're very very keyboard happy um, this time of year and I feel for the athletes' mental well-being at this time of year and I hope they're not reading anything and that's a conversation we've had multiple times throughout the year but it's just a really ugly time. So if anyone's out there listening, just take a second and a deep breath before we want to air anything out on Mm. Twitter or Facebook because Mm. firstly, it's not going to help the situation. Nothing's going to change from what you said, you know, John Smith. It's not going to change anything. So just have a think for a second because it's a very ugly time and a lot of speculation um, and people wanting to be first, you know, the first to break the story that Teague's (sighs) getting fired now is not. You know, it's, it's just a ugly time very ugly time it's my least favorite you know six to eight week block agree with you hey we're going to go it's 20 degrees in perth right now and beautiful blue skies loving every minute of it thanks (laughs) enjoy (laughs) the sunshine thank you we'll chat monday good on you georgie georgie parker who will join us with gillian goss on monday morning as well we'll get a break away still not mitchell white gavin thank you not stephen jackson greg who am I? Get to it. Zero four eight seven seven three six seven three six. Hamish Brasher after eleven. Two away from eleven o'clock. Hamish Brasher after eleven. The Tokyo Paralympics are officially open. A great opening last night. It was a brilliant uh, first day of competition. Ben Popham from Perth has qualified fastest in the 100 freestyle. Congratulations, Ben. Through to the final in the S8, of course. He made his move on the turn. He touched in 58.95, and he was a body length in front of the field through as the fastest qualifier. Well played, Ben Popham. We've got wheelchair rugby, Australia versus Denmark. Jake Howe from Western Australia and wheelchair basketball. Uh, the girls are in it, of course, from WA. We played Japan, Amber Merritt, Sarah Vinci, Tasha Ovens. Uh, Mary Friday, Nat Alexander and Shelley Cronor. Good luck to all the West Aussies taking part and all the Aussies taking part. And they are just the waste para-athletes. It's not Jason Heatley. It's not Jason Heatley. It's not Alan Jakovic. Welcome back to Sporting Ghosts on a very warm Wednesday, heading for a top of 25 degrees. Make the most of it. Showers increasing tomorrow and Friday, 19 degrees. Might be a wet day for Waffle Footy. Hammer Brayshaw is here from the West Coast Eagles Waffle team. The skipper, welcome. Yeah, Goss, thanks for having me back. Welcome. Uh, hopefully this rain holds off because it's not gonna, mate. we're at Claremont this weekend <laughs> and all it takes is any rain from Thursday <laughs> onwards and you're in a bit of strife at Claremont <laughs> Oval, but we'll see how we go. All right, we won't, we won't dwell on it too long, but uh, I was disappointed. Folded up like a pack of cards against Peel the other day. We had Cam Shepard on the on the show on Monday, he was very bullish about his coaching moves at halftime. He said, I reckon I was the master coach. Yeah, well, uh, I don't think it was It was pretty obvious what I, they needed to do. I mean, Braden Ainsworth had had 27 to halftime and had no one put any work into him. So that was a, a pretty clear-cut move that worked. Uh, and then <clears throat> trying to nullify a little bit of Bailey Williams' impact yeah. around the ground. was He was another. heading for 100 hit-outs, I reckon. He was on track <laughs> for a world record. Oh, I think he might have had 25 in the first quarter or something and was on track for it. So... 
Nah, they nullified those two going into the second half. That was their their big plan, and, and they were our key ball movers, and um, they got, sort of got us going. And and yeah, Peel were um, to their credit, they really lifted. Mick Randall had a massive second half. He was um, he was really big, and they all lifted through the middle. So that Thorn, Thorn, yeah, Tyrone Thorn, Tyrone Thorn, yeah, he yeah. was phenomenal in the second half. So they all lifted, and and they uh, yeah they went to another level. So credit to them, they played well. Uh, interesting. Uh, you still can get off the bottom of the ladder. Is that? Some incentive amongst the playing group? Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, we've got two rounds to go against two of the best teams, so it, it certainly will be difficult. But, uh, I mean, we we take last week and the week before that and we sort of think, what can we build on and how can we, you know, better ourselves? And I think, we, you know, we're playing two of the best teams in the next two weeks, so we really have something to go at and go after. Um, and I think how far we've come from the start of the year, I know we can't make finals. I know we potentially will fin- might finish on the bottom of the ladder, but we don't want to go back into the mould of, oh, well, let's just lose by 100 points and mm, it doesn't really matter. Mm. We still want to really try and, and show the development that, the development that we've had over the last sort of two or three months. Um, yeah, we don't want to go back to the early stages of the year. No. Uh, now, on the show yesterday and what we've done today already in the opening hour is we've had a guess who, which has got Ooh, huge yep. interest thanks <laughs> to Gage Rhodes to get a carton of LB or slab, whatever they call it. Excellent. Alrighty. So yesterday was Andrew Wills. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of people around the state guessing. And today... We've given out these hints. I'm going to throw these at you. Now, sure. you're pretty good in this. You're pretty yep. good in this. You've got your own little podcast, yep. um, Who Am I, mm-hmm. with uh, your mate Oscar. But this is a little bit harder, and it sure. might not be in your wheelhouse, right? Understood. Let's have a crack. I'm a two-club player. I was a leading goal kicker at one of those clubs. Yep. I played one game in my first year, and I only played two games in my final year. I kicked seven in a game, and I got two Brownlow votes. And at my second club, my first game was against my original club. I think I'm going Who to lock am in I? Travis Cloak. <clears throat> Gee whiz. I remember him playing against, was it Bulldogs he played Collingwood? I remember there being a big fanfare about it. Jeez. Okay. Two club player, leading yeah. goal kicker at one of those clubs, Made one played one game on debut in my debut season. Season, yep. Two games in my final year, I kicked seven in one game to be get two Brownlow votes, and my at my second club, my first game at my second club was against my first club. Yeah. Who am I? Now, if I said to you, leading goal kicker, yeah, you you would go, really? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, uh, very left field. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll sit on this. Yeah, keep listening. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll think about it. Keep listening. All right. Keep listening. Uh, Hammer Rayshaw is here. We're talking all things waffle footy. Let's race through. Okay, so you saw enough appeal thunder to su- suggest they can probably beat Perth. Yep, I think so. All righty. East Perth take on Subiaco, and Subiaco are still on top of the ladder, <laughs> despite yep. the fact that they look incredibly shaky. Um, and East Perth, well, they folded up and got beat, run over by East Fremantle. Yeah. Uh, it'll be a tough one to... Uh, Subi get a few back this week, I think. Yeah. Do they? Well, they they might get lockier. Does Kitchen come back from suspension? Kitchen, Kitchen's back yeah, this week. Clark's heavy. probably a week yeah. off still. Yeah. I think Subi. Still good I, enough. Yeah, I still think Subiaco will win it. Um, so I'm, I'm going to back them in. Uh, you're, you're still I, still I tipping think the flag. Subi will win the whole thing. Yep. Okay, West Perth are very good. They've got a guy tell who I interviewed on the show yesterday, just a dominant forward. Um, I think in the last 12 weeks, the least output he's kicked is two goals, and that was against Subi. Mm-hmm. Bags of seven and eight and four regularly. They take on East Romano. Now, Bill Monaghan knows a bit about West Perth. I know he's been gone for a little while now, but he's coaching well, and the club is a big improver. They're currently sixth on the ladder. Yeah, I still think West Perth will probably take this one out. I'll be very interested to see what Monaghan and the Sharks do 
around the West Perth midfield because mm. um, Black has had a pretty dominant last. Black and Nelson have dominated yeah, the last mate. sort of month. Black had 40 and 13 yep. tackles on the weekend. Yep. He had 40 against us. So I'll be very interested to see how they go about managing that because that's where they seem to get a lot of the uh, the footy. Kytel can't kick goals if the ball doesn't come in there. So 100%. it'll be interesting to see how they go, but I still think I'll tip West Perth. And they got up over the top of South Fremantle. Oh, yeah, that was a very good game. Um, it was a very good game. And South Fremantle are back home. They take on Swan Districts and look, they wouldn't want to drop this. Swans, so to be honest, there's only two wins between first and and uh, and fifth. So yeah. that's pretty it's pretty tight. A, it is it? tight up top. Um, I think South will be uh, probably ruining the, the game on the weekend. They had it. Uh, and then West Perth sort of ran over the top a bit like us. So... I think South will bounce back and uh, and we'll take this one. And you'll and you'll beat Claremont. Why? Oh, we were pretty close at the start of the yeah. year. We had them by I think inaccuracy cost us. We had um, we only had I think six or seven listed AFL players that game, uh, and one of them was granted Connor West coming into it and, and dominated. But we'll have pretty similar output numbers this week from the uh, from the listed AFL players. We've got. A lot of development in our Waffle Boys since then. So, I mean, they're they're a really quality team, and we're not um, we're not going in with any illusions. It'll be an easy game, but we uh, I, I think you know we've got a few things that we can take from the last time we played them and, and bring it into the game, and you know, we'll give it a hundred percent and see how we go. And a couple of other little footy bits uh, we'll throw across the table to you. Um, Rob Wiley into the Hall of Fame. Yep. We spoke to him at the top of the show. Uh, well deserved, fantastic, and, and also Chris Judd. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a, probably a, a, more of a uh, when not if sort of situation for Juddy, but yeah, Rob Wiley as well, very well done. Um, and Merv McIntosh, McIntosh, yep, a Perth legend, legend, yep. So it's uh, yeah, a pretty good uh, WA day. Didn't take long for Tanya Armstrong to have an impact. She's on the Hall of Fame committee, and yeah. she's got Merv McIntosh from Perth elevated to legend status yeah. in the Australian Football League <laughs> Hall of Fame, and she got Rob Wiley of yeah. Demon Legend. So uh, who knows who's coming from uh, Perth next uh, to be in the Hall yeah. of Fame? But well done to those, and that was a great chat. This morning with Rob Wiley. Um, your brother plays at Fremantle. Have you had any lowdown from him in regards to the Adam Chera decision that he wants to go back to Carlton? Uh, oh, we've I've been keeping tabs up with Andrew all year about where sort of Chera's been at, and um, he's been keeping it pretty close mm. to his chest. I mean, uh, obviously the boys were you know keen to have him stay on, and and you know they tried to. I think the the Richmond game for me was the sort of typified what it could potentially be over the yeah. next 10 years. Yeah. And um, and obviously the Lure family is a bit too strong. So that's Carlton? Yeah, oh, I'm not sure. Uh, did he Has he specified a club? Or is it's he the only club that can have him. Mate. Yeah. So, the only one. Yeah. I mean, anyway, the Lure of, uh, um, family at home is a bit strong, so and that's fine. But, but is um, it? Yeah, I mean, I would have loved him to have stayed, I think. So if you weren't here, do you think Andrew would be could be in a similar situation to – Chera? No, I don't think so. Different, different type of person with Different type family. of person. Uh, the Brayshaw family is- Has a connection to has WA. Has a connection to WA, yeah, and we've got a lot point. of family here. My mum's family's from here good as point. well. So we've got enough family that regardless of me being here, I think Andrew would still want to stay. But um, yeah, uh, it is disappointing for the club. I think, you know, they'll be able to get some stuff, compensation for him. But uh, yeah, no, he's certainly a classy player and would have been- probably pivotal in them going forward for the next four or five years. And a last one, I'll put a request in at the West Coast Eagles uh, a couple of days ago to speak with Harry Edwards. Yep. Was un- was unaware. <laughs> Top 10. Eighth in the eighth. Uh, eighth in the dream team. He was absolutely wrapped with that. Oh, he so had, he should be. Yeah, he, uh, he was, when was it? I think probably midway through the year I caught, cottoned on to the fact that he was going well. He was saying, oh, I'm sort of 15th, I'm 14th, I'm top 20. And he was going for top, so top 100 get a hat. So he's definitely getting a, he's got getting a hat with number eight and has his hawks on it. 
And now he's, uh, I think he gets it. You get a cash prize if you're top 10, which he won't be able to accept and he'll have to donate somewhere. But uh, yeah, top eight, eighth in the- uh, It's the, a lot of work into it. Oh yeah, loves it. Absolutely. Because he's a maths nut, isn't he? He's, he's a maths nut. He's a footy nut. He loves he, he loves all things football. So he does the buy low, sell high, trade in. The Selby Lestier model of- Yeah, uh, Selby you know, Lestier. The wow. fan, dream team fantasy. But um, yeah, he's he's definitely to put a lot of work into it and loves it. So um, no, very well done to Harry to come. <laughs> was he in his own team? Uh, was he? Nah. So he had himself in for a couple of weeks, I think. <laughs> he, he nev- I don't think he ever got a start on his own team. He was on the bench a couple of times because he was pretty imagine. cheap early in the game. Oh, early I can't in the imagine. Uh, good stuff. Uh, mate, thanks for coming in. No worries. Always a good chat. Yeah. Hammer Brayshaw, of course, from the West Coast Eagles. Waffle, the captain of the Eagles. So there are the games this week. Peel versus Perth. East Perth, Subi. The Sharks take on West Perth. South Fremantle and Swans and Claremont take on the West Coast Eagles. This is Sporting Goss. A lot of people have been trying to guess who, the who am I today, Mike. It's not Fraser Gehrig, but thank you for entering the competition. JJ, Mark Williams? No, it's not Mark Williams. Another Daniel Metropolis. Paul from Busso. That's not the answer. Up for grabs. Thanks to Gage Roads, a carton of the delightful mm, beer. <laughs> LBB, the carton is sitting here. Let's go to the phones. Gavin, you're on the road. Good morning. G'day, Tim. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Thank you for listening to our show, and hopefully it keeps you company throughout your, trub- your troubles. Whereabouts in the metro area are you? Just picked up from the Children's Hospital, Tim, and dropping some stuff off for them, so around the Subi area at the moment, your home ground. Ah, very good. Nice work. All righty, mate. Uh, what do you think the answer is? These are the hints today. Two-club player. I was a leading goal kicker for one of those uh, clubs in my for one year. I played one game in my first year, two games in my last year. I kicked seven in a game and got two Brownlow votes. And at my second club, my first game was against my first club. Gavin on the road, who am I? Uh, ben McKinley. Yeah. <laughs> nice work. <laughs> All righty. Now, you had a couple of stabs at it, judging by the text machine. Uh, what was the game changer for you? The game changer was when you said uh, left field leading goal kicker. Um, yeah. You know, I was going the goal kicker path, and, and then when you said that, uh, yep. I'm a big North Melbourne supporter all my life, and um, I remember him coming over and not doing a lot, and uh, it jogged a memory. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very true. He was 2008 leading goal kicker. At West Coast, he's first, he played one game in his first year. He kicked seven against Essendon in that year. He got the two Brownlow votes. Um, and then he went to North Melbourne, played just two games for that club. And his first game was actually against the West Coast. So he was a ripping fellow. And I stand corrected. I think, I think he's a lawyer. I think he was a smart uh, a smart cookie oh. and uh, and was leading goal kicker. Oh, so, um, you and I, Jim. Oh, put together, Gav. Put together. Hey, congratulations. <laughs> and thank you and thank you for listening to our show. And thank you for to listening to SEN. appreciate it. Thanks, Tim. Cheers, mate. Good on you, mate. There he is. And congratulations. And, um, yes, yeah, Gavin just got in ahead of you. Brad, Brad is my name. He said Ben McKinley as well, and he was just behind. Bad luck, Brad, but uh, keep playing. We'll do it again shortly, I am sure. Ben McKinley. Uh, we might try, try and track him down. I reckon he's got a good story to tell. He was a very good player, actually, in uh, 2008. It was a tough year for the club, but... Uh, Still to be leading goal kicker. Hats off to him. Hey, we've got some breaking news. Do we have the breaking news theme, please? Al 
Alistair Clarkson's manager, James Henderson, has today confirmed Clarkson will not coach in 2022. He is fully committed to take a year off to spend time with the family and undertake further study and personal development opportunities. And unlike what he said the other day, travel, (laughs) really. Henderson confirmed that he had received approaches from some AFL clubs this week, but had not advanced any of those discussions. So, Craig McRae is the odds-on favourite to get the job at Collingwood. It appears as though a large proportion of the Carlton board has gone cold on Ross Lyon. David Teague has one year to run of his contract. If they're not boots and all for Lyon, and David Teague has still got a year to run, Could this be one of the great Lazarus performances of all time? He was, mate, dead. There was no pulse, mate. Wow. So Clarkson's a no. So take him out of the equation. McRae's a certainty at Collingwood, they tell us. No Don Pike. He's withdrawn. What are your thoughts? 13 12 55 or 0487 736 736 is the number. So just confirming, James Henderson, the manager of Alistair Clarkson, has confirmed today he will not be coaching an AFL team in 2022. Oh, to be a fly on the wall of the Carlton Group right now. Eddie Betts was on AFL 360. This is what he had to say about David Teague at the Blues. It is a bit frustrating when you see what's going on throughout the media, but within the football club, you know, when you speak about the review, you know, we don't, we, we spoke once about it and then we just continued on playing footy week in, week out. We don't hear it, we don't see anything throughout the football club. Um, the only thing we see is, you know, on social media and, and what's going on. But, yeah, it is, it is being pretty tough for David. You know, he's had a rough year, but he's, you know, a pretty positive guy. Um, he's always stayed positive, stayed calm, and always try to get the best out of, out of his team and out of his players. So, yeah, it, was, it is a bit sad what's going on. How would he do the exit interviews without knowing whether he's going to be the coach? I, I can't get my head around that. Um, I guess, you know, you've got players in there, the, the assistant coach that help out as well, that chip in and, and talk about everything that's going on um, throughout the year and how you perform. So he's got other guys that can back him up. 23 past 11. It's 21 degrees, heading for a top of 25 today. That's Eddie Betts on David Teague. As mentioned, Craig McRae, Brisbane Lions premiership star and has been a development coach and assistant coach in the system at a number of clubs, including Richmond. Jack Revolt had this to say. Yeah, uh, Fly's, um, I've had a couple of stints with Fly. So he was a um, player development manager early on at Richmond when I first got to the club. Um, has coached his own team at, at Box Hill and coached them well. Coached Richmond, uh, VFL, sorry, um, and has now been at Hawthorne for a while. But he was the, he was the uh, forward line coach last year and um, got a great footy brain. 
he's a real teacher and a real student of, of um, the actual skills of the game. So he's been the kicking coach at the Melbourne Storm for a while as well. So been seen it, been a successful organisation there. And um, yeah, from what I've heard uh, from Chris Newman, who's coached with him at, at, at uh, Hawthorne, sorry that it's been really good there as well. So. Um, a great suitor. Obviously, Adam Kingsley as well is a, yeah. another one uh, who's put his hand up as well for that role at, at, at Tigers as well. So um, I think they'd both be uh, great fits. Jack Revolt talking about Craig McRae and the possible securing of the Collingwood coaching job. Just repeating the news that uh, Alistair Clarkson's manager, James Henderson, has said that Clarkson will not be coaching anywhere. So what does that mean? There would be some scurrying going on at Carlton. Has Ross Lyon done himself a disservice? What's today? Wednesday. Whoa! Footy classified tonight. Big Rusco will be on there. Oh boy. Yep, he'll be getting put under the blowtorch. All that chummy, chummy, love, love stuff that they've all been doing over the last couple of weeks. I wonder if that'll be happening again, or whether his people would be telling their people, "Don't ask me about that gig again," because that didn't do myself any good at all. Could David Teague be coaching Carlton next year? That's almost untenable. He almost can't work there with the lack of support he's received. But, hey, funnier things have happened. And as they say in the classics, football is a funny game. 13, 12, 55 or 0487 736 736 is the number. 11.30 news is on the way. Looking forward to what's happening in sport. Gary and Tim this morning spoke on breakfast about the whole Adam Chera situation. Here they are. Hey, Dan's in Pasco <laughs> Bar. Hello, Dan. Yeah, good morning, Gary. Morning, Tim. Um, a Frio fan here. and I, I want to look a bit deeper into uh, Chera now deciding to come back to Victoria. Mm-hmm. I go back to the end of the 2006 season. Uh, Peter Bell's influence as captain uh, saw the exit of Paul Medhurst to end up being an All-Australian at Collingwood and Graham Polak, who was just finding his way as a centre-half back. Uh, and now we look at the last four years, Bell's been in charge. Hayden Crozier's want to leave. Lockie Neal's wanted to leave. Ed Langdon, Brad Hill have wanted to leave, and now Chair is leaving. Is, Gee, I, I just I've, think there's something more to all these guys leaving. I've never heard that, Dan. Uh, I've never heard Peter Bell ever put up as a reason for any degree of uncertainty. Maybe I might be blissfully ignorant of any of that, but that is the first I've ever heard as uh, some sort of a yeah. line being drawn between Peter Bell's re-emergence and, or his time there that led to players leaving. I, I haven't heard that either, Dan. All I know is that when we spoke to Sean Darcy um, and he talked about the tractor and all that type of thing, mm. the thing that really stood out in that interview to me was... How much John Deere's were. Exactly, but how much he was <laughs> committed... <laughs> How much he was committed to the Fremantle and how much he loved playing with that group of young players. How, yeah. how all of them were committed, but how competitive they were amongst themselves. So I, I, he spoke volumes of what they're building there at Fremantle at the moment. Yeah. Adam Chira, though, what sort of a deal would you drive for Adam Chira if you were Fremantle? Is it just, a first, is yeah. it just an early first round well, pick? Well, he was taking Maybe pick. a late second as well? He was a pick five, wasn't he? That's right, early pick, yeah. first round. So you but need, now he's developed. Yep. You need your first round and maybe you know, a late second else. Yep, early third or a swap of picks. You know how yeah. they do it these days, or a future second round or something like that. He wants to come home I, I, again, Dan. I don't know anything that's going on over in Freo. All I do is I read what I'm reading. He's 
got a strong family. His wife or girlfriend or partner has been over there with him the whole time. She's now finished her degree. And that happens. There's always going to be instances where players are mm-hmm. taken away from home. Where the, and you might have a strong, strong family. You're on the other side of the country. You do your time. You come back. One of the other Hall of Famers did that. Now, Chris Judd clearly stayed there longer than Adam Chera and helped deliver premiership success to West Coast. But he came home. When yeah, he came home. Yeah, I know. We sort of brush over this, though, don't we? Like, it is a national competition. And you know when you sign up as an 18-year-old that you probably – there's a possibility that you're going to go anywhere in the country. And anytime somebody says, oh, look, I want to go home, we say, oh, yeah, well, the club should acquiesce and allow him to go home. Yeah. Well, there's no obligation for the club to do that. But, but also, you play by the rules that are before you. You have no choice in where you go for a period of time, and then you do. And you've got every, every right to um, – to put your hand up and That's say, right. right, I've done what I've done, now I'm going home. I, I don't And they've got every right, though, to stand their ground and get the best possible, extract the best possible deal that they can to. Yeah, that's the game. They put all this, all this time of development into him. 100%. That is the game. Twenty-eight away from twelve, sporting goss on this glorious Wednesday. Don't forget, they're racing across the road at Belmont Park today. Always gamble responsibly. Riley Morgan will join us tomorrow to preview the Saturday meeting. Going to get to twenty-five today. Currently twenty-one point four. Wherever you're listening, rain is on the way. Seventeen on Friday. That'll be a bit brisk. Charlie Watts has passed away, aged eighty. Rolling Stones drummer. Still to come, we're going to be chatting to a, a gentleman who, well, used to like golf. Well, I don't know if he liked golf. I'm going to ask him. His name's Simon. He threw up some clubs on uh, on the gum tree over the weekend after a disaster at Joondalup. You may uh, this story may resonate with you. Anyway, Peter Bell spoke on Sports Day WA with Carlin Hayes last night. This is what he had to say in regards to the worth of Adam Chera at the trade table. Uh, as to what he's worth, well, we drafted him as a pick five. Uh, he's now played close to 80 games. He finished third in the Doig medal last year. He'll have a very high placing, notwithstanding missing a couple of games this year as well. And he's an outstanding character with leadership qualities. So we think he's worth a lot. Peter Bell talking on Sports Day last night. We're going to get to Simon shortly, but as mentioned earlier in the show by Georgie Parker in the last hour, Lucas Herbert, Victorian pro golfer playing in the US, had a disaster trip where he basically got on the wrong plane with his crew, a caddy and trainer, and went to the wrong airport for the wrong tournament, and it was a disaster. We've heard about it, we've read about it, and Georgie has related it. Here is the Lucas Herbert airport disaster story before we go to the break and come back and chat with Simon, who's got some golf clubs and some balls and glove and shoes. Basically, his whole golfing career is up on Gumtree. Have a listen to this for a disaster story, Lucas Herbert, and then Simon after the break. Yeah, so this might be one of the funniest travel stories I've ever had. Um, And if anyone feels like they're having a crap day at work, or they've mucked something up for the boss and feel like an idiot, I promise you this will make you feel a lot better. 
So we're obviously flying. We're playing played in Boise, Idaho last week, which is uh, on the west coast. It's quite close to um, like Oregon and probably just that's just north of Nevada. Um, flying to Columbus, Ohio, which is Midwest, it's probably it's like in between Chicago and New York. So there's no direct flights. We've got to fly through Dallas. Um, I've got my trainer Luke with me, and then um, Nick, my caddy. I booked myself and Luke's flights, and then gave them to Nick uh, and said, "He, this is this is the flights we're on. Um, you know, if you want to fly with us, go for it. But if you don't, I don't care." Um, so we all fly in here. We grab our bags. We go to the rental car desk to get our car. And she, uh, the girl asked my, um, my ID and credit card and stuff. So I give that over. And she goes, oh, we haven't got a booking here for you. Do you have a, a confirmation number? So, yeah, I pull it up. And I'm like, this is weird. I've, I've got on the, like I'm with Avis. I'm on the app. And I'm like, I'm, my car says it's here in this spot. Like, how is it? Something's not matching up here. And I'm thinking like a lot of time in America, there's two airports that are, um, at a city, you know, imagine like uh, oh, Melbourne Avalon oh, Airport, no. Melbourne Ta- Tullamarine, that you know, that kind of thing. Um, so I'm like, am I at the wrong airport? Like, we're gonna have to Uber to the other airport to pick up the car, or you know, what, what's going on here? And I look on my Google Maps, and not only am I at the wrong airport, I'm at the wrong city. We've booked flights to Columbus, Georgia. Oh no. Columbus, Ohio, please. Got through the entire process of checking in, boarding passes, on the plane, gone through everything, and not till we've gotten to the airport and looked at our location on Google Maps have we gone, we're in the wrong state. We're not even close. We're, it's a 10-hour drive. We've now got to fly. So you actually morning. flew before you realized this? No, we, yeah, we landed at the airport. We got our bag oh. everything before we even realized where we were. So we've now got to fly at Welcome to 30 a.m. tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah, we, so we turn up and we get in an Uber to go to this hotel for the night, which is potentially the worst hotel I've ever been in as well. Um, and we we speak to the Uber driver and go, "What a what's uh, what's Columbus, Georgia, known for?" He's like, "Honestly, man, it's a military town. There's nothing going on here. You're either homeless or some way uh, <laughs> helping out the military." So that just <laughs> just had oh, wow. a day. It's um. Yeah, I, I mean, at first we were like, should we tell no one about this? And then I was like, nah, this is one of the best stories ever. This will go so, in your um, book. <laughs> mate, this- <laughs> one day it will go in your book. So what time are you we leaving sat- tomorrow? You've got to go early um, tomorrow and back on another this- flight. So, so we're talking to our Uber driver into uh, picking us up in the morning, which is at about 4.45 a.m. to get a 6.30 flight to get to Columbus, Ohio at uh, at 9.45 a.m., I think it is. So, um. If we hadn't have made that part on the last on Sunday, we all would have been a lot angrier than we are now. But your head, your head would be off at this point. Yeah, yeah, we are. We we probably sat there for fifteen minutes, just all laughing at each other, like how stupid are we? All? Nineteen away from twelve on this Wednesday, twenty-one point six degrees. Wherever you're listening, thank you. Don't forget, you can always follow up on the podcast if you want to hear our chat earlier in the day with Rob Wiley, the new member of the Australian Football Hall of Fame. Go to sen.com.au or download the app and touch podcasts or wherever you get your good podcasts or your bad ones as well. Uh, tune in to Sporting Goss or Gillian Goss or any of our other shows. It is always great to catch up. Not everyone can listen, but we've been over inundated with uh, calls today of people. 
who have been playing our, along with our Guess Who competitions or asking questions or loving the show. So keep the feedback coming, 0487 736 736. So we heard Lucas Herbert's story. We heard earlier, in, of course, from Georgie Parker about disasters and airport stories and bags being left behind. You probably got your own. Well, speaking of golf, as we were with uh, Lucas Herbert getting to the wrong airport and the wrong plane and uh, things just going completely chaotic, Simon from Nedlands is about to join us. Now, Simon, uh, the big question is, judging by your uh, gum tree post on the weekend, that your golfing days may be over. Is that the case? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I had a, it was a pretty traumatic weekend um, again. And on Sunday, I thought that'll do me. Monday, I had 24 hours of sleep on it. Mm. And Monday, I put them up on Gumtree. Well, it's interesting because... I'm thinking, um, yeah. I, I don't know. I might, I might get some more clubs, but I'm undecided. I certainly won't be using these. Things yeah. Again. Well, that's the big part about these clubs. I, I saw this. This is what pricked my interest, Simon, that, you know, you, you've played a fair bit of golf. You played on the weekend. Um, and, you know, we all play a bit of golf and we all turn around and go, oh, you know, the last hole, the last couple of holes got us back. Or we played 15 good ones. We're only three away from playing 18 good holes. But judging by the the the, the content of your uh, Gumtree post, these clubs will not be used again. No, I reckon they're, they're evil. I reckon they're, um, <laughs> they're, they're torture sticks. <laughs> torture I reckon sticks. they're haunted. All right. Well, tell me, where did you get them from? To, to describe these clubs, and if someone prospectively wants to buy these clubs, well, I don't know if you're going to sell them, as in pitch sell them, but you want to sell them. Just give us a rundown on on their um, on this on how many in the set, where you got them from, and and who could actually buy these. Well, firstly, they're not really for sale. There's no price. I put them on free to a good home, um, and even at free, I reckon they're overpriced. <laughs> But but I got them. I first picked them up in Singapore. I went up to Singapore with a mate of mine, with the family. He's a good mate of mine, Ledge, and he's a good golfer. I said, "Oh, let's go and get some clubs." So I bought these clubs at a second-hand mm-hmm. golf shop in Singapore, mm-hmm. and I reckon they're a fair bit too short for me. But mm-hmm. I've um, I've used them and I've hung in there. And we have this annual Bagatelle golf tournament, which is good fun. There's about twenty blokes who've known each other for about thirty years, and we have a whack. There's some good golfers and there's some shockers, um, and I'm in the shocking category. I'm not alone. There's a couple of others there too. But there's, um, no, they started off with a full set. They had a couple of woods and, and all the full deck of irons. Mm-hmm. But I've lost a few in the journey. What do you mean you've lost I've a few? Just a wait, you, oh, you've thrown a couple? A couple have gone missing, yeah. And we, we've taken the trip up to Bali for a few years because we, we originally started in Mandalay. We had about four or five years there. <laughs> and we made ourselves pretty unwelcome in the end. So we had to take it overseas. And um, Bali's not easy. And um, every now and again, one got launched. The two iron finished up in a tree. I told my caddy she'd better go and get it. She wants a tip. She said she might get bitten by a python. So that stayed there. I lost my chipper as well. Um, I uh, on the June like we played June up on the yeah. weekend. It's a really nice course. Beautiful that one. course. Beautiful course. And I left a I left my four iron out there as well. So I'm three sh- I'm three clubs short, and that's why they've been discounted to free. So you've had them for 15 years and you're only now telling us and anyone who's interested in the free set of clubs advertised on Gumtree after a failed event on the weekend at Joondalup that you think they're too short for you. So how tall are you and, and what, what are the clubs made for in regards to height? Well, I don't know. 
I don't know. I'm 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 six foot three, so I'm tall, yeah. and I reckon these are too short. I mean, they might they might be perfect. I don't know. I don't reckon I've got a great. Swing. I just reckon there's too much to think about. You know, like I've got guys that stand behind me and say, "Mate, your feet are wrong," and you know, you you put your tee up too low or too high, and and change your grip and back swing, and you don't know whether to breathe in or out when you're halfway back and. There's too much going on. So I don't know. I actually don't know whether it's the clubs or me. I'm pretty sure it's the clubs. But I reckon they're, I reckon they're a fraction too short. So if I'm going to have one more crack at golf, yep. I might go and get a full length. I might get sized up. Okay. Well, that's probably a good thing. I've got some friends at Golf Box. They could probably look after you there. Um, Brody yeah, Martin, Brody Martin, yeah. who won a bit of a big tournament just a couple of months ago. Well, what did you pay for these clubs? And, you know, if you're giving them away, that's a pretty big expense. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm not afraid of giving them away. Um, I've actually I've had the most remarkable. I reckon, someone said there's been three thousand views on Gumtree, mm-hmm. and I've had the most remarkable communication. I've had about three hundred people text me, and and tell me their journeys with their golf as well. And and I've had people offer to come and um, they want to buy them. They said these things are great. I want to buy them. Other guys have come come over and said they want to offer me beer. Other guys have said, you can't believe this. You honestly can't believe this. But I've had a guy said, you're the perfect golfer for us. Can you come out and play with us at Hammersley and Wembley? Sweet. I, I, had, I had Rob, a 72-year-old pensioner. He said, I've, I've, retired. I've retired. I wouldn't mind hitting your clubs. I said, mate, don't stuff up your time. Just enjoy yourself. Exactly right. Now, so I've, had heap, I've had heaps of contact. Oh, yeah, certainly have. And, uh, well, that, that, and have you still got them or, and they haven't found another home just yet or are they almost out the door? Because the bottom line is, are you prepared to drop them off or do someone have to pick them up? And is there any bonuses? I mean, you, you know, because if you, if you, as much as you think you're going to play again, do you feel like you need to start over again, new balls, like we all do, new balls, new tees, um, the lot. The lot. The you know lot what I going. mean? We all go, and you, yeah. you're getting rid of the, what about the shoes? Shoes are gone. Shoes are gone. They're going as well. Yep, they're going. I actually reckon my shoes are a bit tight as well. I had to play the last half a dozen holes on, on Sunday in, in socks. <laughs> they're rubbing against my right foot. It's funny you should talk about um, Joondalup, because no, I, I walked off Joondalup. I walked off Joondalup about three months ago. I walked off Joondalup. I, I was playing okay. It was about 35 degrees. My partners were in a buggy, motorised. I said, no, nah, no, nah, I need to walk and get fit. I nearly died. I literally yeah. nearly died. When I got close to the clubhouse, I said, that's it, me done, boys. And I never got invited back to the, uh, to the backup golf day. Yeah, well, I was the same. I, we covered some serious ground in my buggy, and I thought we were going to run out of fuel. And then the bloke next to me said, you don't have to worry. It's, it's got a battery in it. <laughs> But you do but no, love golf, is, Simon of Nedlands. You do oh, love no, golf, I don't, really. but I'm, I'm, you don't. I, don't I hate it. I hate it. I really do. And I've look to be honest with you. It's a, it's about the mates. I get an esky full of um, full of beer for the first nine. I get some gin and tonics for the back nine, and yeah. we have a ripping time. Yeah. Um, about the about round four, uh, hole fourteen or fifteen, I actually turn to the races. <laughs> had a couple more Hill and Hill. A man after my own heart. I like your style. But um, no, look, I sort I sort of enjoy it. It's yeah. a big weekend. It's not all about the golf, but um, but it's it, it's not good for your self esteem. Mm. Well, it's not. Do you go to the driving range, or do you go to the putting green, or do you you know do you do, you, do all of that? Have oh. you had lessons? Well, no, no, I haven't, and um, I no, I haven't. I've got I've got three boys. 
right, and three sons, and so they expect me to do everything, play golf, yeah. catch fish, and yeah. you know. So I take them to the driving range every now and again, nice. and we go and get a hundred balls, yeah. and and I pull it out and I launch it, and this thing literally goes at right angles, so they think I'm a fraud. So they have a hit themselves. So it's the only time I go up to the driving range. You know, I, I always, I, I always, I always buy too many balls for the driving range. In the last sort of fifteen to twenty, I just, I've got no interest in knocking them off, but I don't want to leave them there. So I actually just, I, I actually get into a, like a Happy Gilmore moment where it just keeps popping up at Wembley automatic. And you're, I don't, yeah, I, don't I don't care where it goes, and you just try and take out the bloke who's picking up the balls in the cage trailer. Exactly, and you know the other good thing too is you, is you don't have to go and try and find it. Correct. You just whack them. All righty. So, so I'm a bit worried that, you know, we're trying to boost up golf in WA and here is a bloke who's travelled the world to play golf. He's realised his clubs are too mm. short. He's, got, he's chucking them all out. He wants someone to come go free to a good home. But then you're starting to think you might get sized up for a real set. When do you, how, how long have Possibly. you given yourself? Yeah, I know. How long have you given yourself? Um, oh, look, I, about two or three days before Bagatelle, I start to get anxiety about what's coming up. And then it's about a day or two after the event, you sort of still, you've got those, those memories flooding back, you know, the horror shots, the windy. Can I tell you about my windy? Oh, so I'm on the tee. I've had a windy. Well, I, I actually said on the bus on the way out there, I said, my aim today is to go through a whole, um, 18 holes without a windy. Yeah. And I got got away nicely on the first. The second, I had my first windy, so that was gone. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm I'm I can't remember. I think it's 14th or 15th or something. And there's a crow in the middle of the fairway. It's about 250 <laughs> metres. I thought I'm gonna just put this right next to the crow. And I've gone to hit it so hard that I've had a windy. I've hit it about five inches behind the tee, <laughs> and the and the hunk of turf hit the ball and knocked the t- knocked the ball <laughs> off the tee. We've all so been we there. We had discussion whether it's a windy or not, and I'm sure it's not. But I didn't pass the. I didn't pass the ladies' tea. Mm. It is an interesting no, story. It's, um, yeah. it's a, it's, a tr- it's a tough sport. It's it a is tough a tough sport. sport. It's mental. It's mental. You know, I googled. Yeah. I googled. I said, "Is golf in the top ten worst sports ever?" Do you know what it is? What? It's extreme ironing. So you can stand on ice and iron your shirt. Such a good sport. <laughs> If yeah, anyone wants these clubs on Gumtree, get get on, search it up for uh, Simon of Netherlands. Um, Golf WA won't be happy. They won't be happy because you've done anything but promote the sport. But you know what? You give us hope because it sounds like as much as you right now are turfing these clubs out, and I think that is I – I think you need to start all over again. I've got a feeling the worm is about to turn in your golfing journey, my friend. Jeez, mate, I hope you're right. No, I think I, I am. I can't keep doing it like I have been. I think I am, and I think we have to hit the course. And, yes, I'm a Royal Wembley man as well. We might do it soon. Oh, good. And for all golfers out there, hit them straight. Go for it. Good luck. Simon of Netherlands, thanks for joining us. There is a golfing story. If you've got one, let us know. 13, 12, 55. That, that, that sort of sums up golf to a T, so to speak, for me as well. Very similar. I've always had the shonky clubs. I've finally got a decent putter, but the rest of the clubs are absolute junk. But I do need to get to Golf Box. Hello, Golf Box, hashtag free Golf Box. Simon of Netherlands has joined us. Have you got a story? 13, 12, 55 or 0487 736 736. I think his story resonates with all of us. This is the Sporting Golf.
Hey, no time to dilly-dally. Give me some Carabao Cup scores, please, and really quickly. All right, the cup competition that everyone loves, Norwich. They beat Bournemouth 6-0. Big game there. Sunderland beat Blackpool 3-2. We saw Millwall get over the top of Cambridge United to 3-1, one of the biggest games going around last night. Aston Villa, they beat Barrow 6-0. QPR beat Oxford United 2-0. We saw Brentford get over the top of Forest Green 3-1. Everton, they were a man down. They got a red card in there, but they beat Huddersfield 2-1. Watford beat Crystal Palace 1-0. So Patrick Vieira's men knocked out of the cup. Stoke beat Doncaster 2-0. Leeds, they beat Crew Alexandra 3-0. And Wolves smashed Nottingham Forest 4-0 tonight. We've got Newcastle taking on Burnley, Southampton and Newport County, and Arsenal, West Brom. Notts Forest are dead. They've got nothing going on. They were one of the big clubs. Put a fork in them. They're yeah. done. Hey, good stuff. We'll be back on the radio tomorrow from 10. More played. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. Thank you to everyone who got involved. And, of course, we are paying tribute to the Rolling Stones after the death of their long-time drummer. 22 degrees. Have a good one. You can download the podcasts on sen.com.au. See you tomorrow from 10 o'clock. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91.